ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the stage Janet Varney and Dante Bosco. Hello, Zuko here. What's up? It's so great to be back at San Diego Comic-Con, Janet. It's amazing. It's good to see everybody. Welcome it's back. It's so good to see all of your eyes and nothing more. Our eyes also. Our eyes. Yeah, I know. This is tough. This is, I mean, we were so happy to be here and we are so happy to wear a mask to comply and be here and be with all of you. But please know that we wish that we were seeing all of your faces and you were seeing all of ours. True. We'll get there. The we good thing is there. we're all 100% in cosplay. We're all ninjas. That's right. That's right. Walking around San Diego. Yeah. It's so simple. We're just ninjas, guys. No big we're deal. Just ninjas. No big deal. Yes, we're so happy to be here. I'm so excited that the San Diego Comic-Con is doing this special edition. I know, right? I don't know how this happened, but yeah. It's like winter Comic-Con San yeah. Diego. It's like winter formal. That's why I have sparkly, I almost Fire Nation uh, sequins on. I know. My beloved Zuko. When was the last time you were at San Diego Comic-Con? I don't know. The last time I was here was probably 2018, Okay. I think. I think me too. It's been a while. Well, I DJed a few Comic-Con parties. I had so many weird adventures at San Diego Comic-Con. You guys have crazy adventures down here or what? Is it just me? I wonder how far everybody came from. Are you guys all... If you had to come from over 100 miles, crop. Really? Over 100 miles? If you had to come one mile, <laughs> clap. All right. All right. That's a good cross-section. It's a we different a kind of comic, San Diego Comic-Con this year. It's a whole different, yeah. it's a special edition. It's a special edition. So it's right after Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Hope everyone had a good Thanksgiving dinner yeah. a few nights ago. The energy feels totally different. It almost feels like when I first started going to Comic-Con because it's a smaller crowd, which is really cool. I'm into it, and we are ex so excited. We Any excuse to get together in person, because we do Braving the Elements uh, remotely, so we just see each other on uh, yes. computer screens when we're recording. So whenever we get to do cons together, we're always super psyched. And, of course, uh, very excited to be here with you guys, too. Has anyone listened to our podcast yet, Braving the Elements? Nice. I so there's some other people have to li have to find this podcast. I'm learning so much. That's, that's so good. Yeah. I mean, I'm becoming a connoisseur of the Avatar verse. Yeah. I was there. <laughs> I know we saved the world. I know we did it. But to go back in, um, we learned a lot of different things. One of the first things I learned, I don't know if you guys all know this. Some people claim they knew it, but they don't know this. Yeah. That Appa is half bison and half manatee. Oh See what I'm saying? Oh you guys God. have to listen so, to the podcast. I am so excited that there were that many gasps. You guys, That's he's half awesome. manatee. He's been a manatee this whole time. That's right. You say that like he was keeping it from you. I know he didn't You really... were a manatee this whole time, Alba. How dare you? You're manatee yeah. this whole time. Yeah. I mean, that's a good one. That was a really good early sign. That was the first the first episode when that happened and you didn't know he was a manatee. I was like, I'm so glad we're doing this podcast. I felt like I knew it somewhere in my mind, but I didn't know it. Like, yeah. I know it now. Oh, he's so good. What about, uh, does everyone know what Momo is? What's the hybrid animal that Momo yeah, he's, is? Yeah, he's sort of a combo of two animals. Does everyone know which, which two animals? Right here. What is, who is he? Half lemur, half bat. Yeah, half lemur, half bat. 
but also loosely flying that and loosely based on, on Brian's, Brian's cat. cat. It's actually also based on Brian's cat, so it's like yeah. a triple. Buddy. I yeah. love that his cat's There's a lot buddy. of information that we have come across. Yeah. yeah. We had a super fan quiz a couple of episodes true. ago. Uh, where we had people just in the Avatarverse who are on social media basically knowing everything about uh, the Avatarverse that we were like, oh, these are people that we need to we had a game show. learn from. It was a game show. We had a game show. And they were really good. They were really good. They were teaching us a lot of things. And we're going to do more of those, too. So hit us up on social media if you want to be a part of it. Uh, anybody who has hit me up knows I gave them, straight up gave them the casting director at Nickelodeon's email address. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. Sure. Like, let's do it. She said, okay. We talked to, like, the, the music folks, which is really, yeah. you know, there's things that you just, like, learn as you do the show as an actor. It's a very unique experience, us as actors doing Avatar and Korra to go back years later to this show that's become so important to so many of you. Obviously, this room is packed full of Avatar fans. And for us to go take a deep dive into the show that we did, but also get to kind of interview all the guys that helped make it happen with us. And everyone's, it's been such a a mind-blowing experience for me doing it. It's been so fun for me, too, because I just come to it as such a huge fan of the the series as well, having been one from before Korra even happened, and getting a chance to hear from all of these different angles of making the show. It's just one of those shows where I think there was just never a time where we thought to ourselves, like, oh, what if we run out of things to talk about? And I'm sure you all feel the same way. Many of you have been fans since the show first aired. Some of you came to it later when your friends kept telling you you had to watch it, and you were like, oh, but it's a Nickelodeon kids show. And they were like, oh. I'm going to forget you said that because you're going to wish you hadn't. And then you would come over onto their team and some of you probably discovered it for the first time when it hit Netflix last year. And I think that's the thing that those of us who have been with the you know, fans of the show for a long time, you keep rediscovering it over and over and you keep coming back to it and whatever place you are in your life, there may be something that resonates deeply for you that you may not have even noticed the first time around um, because we, we sort of evolve and change and grow with the show. Totally. And that's what makes it so special and so just perennial. Well, it's just always going to be the incredible show that it, that it was when it first came out. Also, Janet, can I just get a temperature of the room one time? Yeah, get temperature in the room. Um, how oh, no. many... Here we go. How many waterbenders are in the house? Waterbenders. Okay. okay. All right. That's, a, that's a, not as many as... Earth Kingdom. Is there Earth Kingdom in the house? Oh. Strong. That's strong. a hearty earthbender response. I like that. I mean, how about air nomads? Air nomads in the house? Air nomads. I, I got to tell you, I got a good feeling about this, buddy. I got a good feeling. Is the Fire Nation in the house? Fire Nation, you can't do better than that one time. <laughs> Fire Nation. There it is, there it is. I just want to get the temperature of the room. I just want to see where everybody, where it all lies, that's all. Yeah. Well, while you're at it, why don't you just ask uh, who people ship with Aang? No, <laughs> and who wanna... people ship with We're not going to get, we don't talk about politics and shipping. <laughs> because, be, you know, we're in a very polarizing time. <laughs> Yeah, you got uh, captain of the Zutara ship. Zutara, Zutara forever. Next question. (laughs) You got to keep it moving. You got to keep it moving. Exactly. Uh, Well, we are so excited to do some kind of special 
live stuff. Obviously, we could sit up here and just talk to each other the whole time. Uh, that's a little bit like what the podcast is like, except we always have a bunch of great guests. I appreciate that someone wooed, like, please only do that. We could just talk to each other. Woo! Or, or we could do some stuff that we don't ever get to do on the podcast, which is take advantage of the fact that we are here among so many friends and, uh, you know, lean into that a little bit. And totally. We can't get something going uh, that involves all of you buddies. Um, yeah, so what we decided is we want to read through some, some scenes of the show of Avatar Last Airbender. Yeah. But also we want to cast a few of you guys in the audience to read the characters with us. You guys like that? All right. So I don't know how many actors there are. You don't have to be an actor. You can just come up and do some it's stuff true. with us. It's true, yeah. You don't, you, if it just sounds fun to you, uh, why don't you give us a show of hands? If you're interested in doing the reading, we have just a few parts. We have a couple of different scenes we've picked. Uh, our friend right, John is going to come out and, uh, and grab some folks. Okay. Let's give it up for all the, all the people who volunteered oh to help us out with this. If, if you did not get picked, please know that we love you and our hearts are broken because it would be very fun to do. You can blame me. Movies. It's my fault. What, what's your name, sir? My name is Nick, but... Like I'm cosplaying as Shaggy Rogers. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Nick, you are going to be playing Aang. Like I'm the Avatar, man. I'm only using... <laughs> And Nick, could you do us a favor? Could you also read The Cabbage Merchant? Like it would be my honor, man. <laughs> this is so meta. It's such a weird crossover right now. I love it. Like, like Shaggy's the Avatar. I'm only using 1% of my power. <laughs> oh my goodness. Perfection. And then there's a, uh, uh, someone quite lovely and wonderful right next to you. Hello. Hi. What's your name? My name is Ashley. Ashley? Yep. What do we got for Ashley, my dear? Uh, Ashley, Ashley, you're playing Katara. Okay. Okay. So, I'm going to play Sokka. <laughs> I'm That's right. Sokka. That's right. This is a scene from the King of Omashu. And we're so excited to hear our uh, guests pronounce a couple of names because we're going to start at the top of the script. We have the actual script from the show. And we are outside the city of Umashu, a towering stone metropolis bustling with life. A giant Earth Kingdom flag flies above the city. We pull back. We're overlooking Umashu. And Aang, who is revealing the city, with a grand sweeping gesture says, Like the Earth Kingdom city of Omashu! <laughs> like, I can't believe it! <laughs> Katara and Sokka gawk. Even Momo chirps with excitement. Oh, I wish I had D. Will you guys be our animal sounds if we need them? Let's hear, let's hear Momo chirping with excitement. That's actually really good. Really nice, really nice. Those are great. Appa grazes in the background. Let's hear a little Appa grazing. Yes! This is amazing! All right, Aang, take it away. Aang and Katara and Sokka. I used to always come here to visit my friend Boomy. Wow, we don't have cities like this in the South Pole. They have buildings here that don't melt? 
Well, let's go, Slowpokes. The real fun is inside the city. (laughs) (laughs) Egg excitedly scampers down a path that leads to the city. Katara and Sokka finally snap to and call after him. Wait, Egg. It could be dangerous if people find out you're the Avatar. You need a disguise. So, uh, what am I supposed to do? Grow a mustache? I like this because I think Shaggy also can't grow a mustache. <laughs> <laughs> like, they I had can only have like seven lines on my chin, man. <laughs> All right. Moments later, we see Aang wearing a ridiculous wig and mustache disguise made from Appa hair. He scratches his head ferociously. This is like so itchy. How do you live with this stuff? Reveal Appa with a large bald patch on his side. He snorts at Aang. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay, someone's made Appa Scooby. Fair. That's fair. Great. Now you look just like my grandfather. Technically, Aang is 112 years old. All right, Aang really gets into this, right? <clears throat> now let's get to skipping, young whippersnappers. Hey! The big city awaits. So just to be clear, we have Nick playing Shaggy, playing Aang, playing an old man. <laughs> That's what's happening here. That is many layers. That is many layers of inception right there. <laughs> All right. We're at, still in the outskirts with the walls of the city in sight. The kids find the last leg of the path to be the most perilous, a long, narrow walkway surrounded on both sides by a deep chasm. Like you guys are going to love Omashu. The people here are the friendliest in the world, man. Up ahead, they hear the guards yelling at a cabbage merchant. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> What kind of slum do you think this is? And with a wave of earthbending, they send the man's cart flying off into the chasm. Zoinks, my cabbages! (laughs) (laughs) Aang, Aang looks to his companions and forces a smile. Just keep smiling. They nervously approach the guards as Aang continues his old man act. The guard holds a boulder in the air with his earthbending powers threateningly. State your business. My business is my business, young man. None of yours. I've got to keep half a mind to bend you over my knee and paddle your backside. Katara and Sokka glare at Aang to make him shut up, but he continues. Settle down, old timer. Just tell me who you are. Name's Bonzu. Pippinaddle. Oopsocopolis the third. And these are my grandkids. Katara immediately plays along. Hi, June Pippin Paddle, Apocospopolis. Oh my gosh. These that, are grandkids. That started out as a perfect 10. You were there. You were there. And I'm going to say it stayed there. It stayed right at a perfect 10. Great. The guard looks at them skeptically for a beat and lets them go. You seem like a responsible young lady. See that your grandfather stays out of trouble. Enjoy Omashu. We will. Wait a minute. You're a strong young boy. Show some respect for the elderly and carry your grandfather's bag. Uh, Good idea. All right, we're going to end it there. Let's have a huge. Ashley, Nick, thank you so much. Great, great work, friends. Wonderful work. (laughs) Ashley and Nick. Slash Shaggy killed it. Thank you so much. Uh, we are going to move on to our next scene. If we could have three more of our wonderful guests.
come join us. You two can go sit back on those chairs if you want, or you can go to your own seats, whatever you want to do. Uh, you owned that scene, and it was wonderful. My goodness. Thank you so much. I cannot believe how deep that got. That was so great. That's amazing. Oh, my goodness. Shaggy's so Earth Kingdom, yes. too. Look at that. Uh, all right. Okay. Our next scene is from... Now, we're focusing on book one scenes, you guys, because we are just about to finish book one in our podcast. Right. So what we're hoping is that when we come back next time, we'll do a bunch of scenes from book two. So we stay sort of uh, linear in what we're doing because exactly. we'll release this episode as a podcast. So many of you will be like, I heard my Momo. I know that was my chirp. Um, okay, so we're going to do a scene from the waterbending scroll. Uh, anybody who is a Zutara shipper will know this, one of the scenes that we're going to be doing today that might involve a certain necklace. Right. We need a Katara, we need a Sokka, and we need a pirate captain. Do we have all of them? Yeah, they're right here. Who, who we ha- what's, your, what's your names? My name is Ingrid. I'm Corey. And I'm Isabel. Ingrid, Corey, and Isabel, right? Yes. Amazing. Okay, and you guys know who you're playing? Isabel will play Katara. Corey will play Sokka. Ingrid. And Ingrid will play... Who's the pirate captain. The pirate captain. You're the pirate captain. Ingrid, you're kind of scary. This is going to be very fun. All right, let's Be that pirate captain for us. Okay. Yes! I'm going to play Zuko. That seems right. That seems all right. That seems right. And who are you playing, Janet? Uh, I'm going to read uh, some of the just one-line characters, which in this case include uh, Aang and, and Uncle Iroh, so this is a lot of pressure on me. Let's do it. Okay. Exterior campsite night. Everyone is sound asleep as we pan across the campsite, but suddenly Katara's eyes open. She looks around. Then she tiptoes over to the satchel. She quietly takes the scroll out and starts to walk away. Katara turns to see Momo staring at her. He starts to chitter. Shh, Momo, go back to sleep. Momo chitters at a lower level. (laughs) Katara turns and walks into the forest. We're on the riverbank an hour later. Katara is attempting the single water whip again. It fails again and again, adding to her frustration each time. Ah, shoot. Come on, water. Work with me here, okay? What if just... Ouch, stupid scroll. Her yelling attracts the attention of Zuko and the pirate captain, who are floating by in the skiff. The captain signals to his men in the pirate boat, traveling alongside them, Katara, unaware of their presence. Okay, Katara. Shift your weight through the stances. (sighs) That's a good frustrated grump. You can't see that, but it's very, it's right on the page. Frustrated grunt, and she definitely did one. Uh, She hears a rustle in the bushes and stops. Give me a rustle. Beautiful, I love you so much. She pulls aside the shrubs to see Zuko's skiff landing. She gasps and turns to flee. Great. (laughs) She, She runs right into a large pirate who grabs her and picks her up. No, let me, go of me. She water whips the pirate right in the face, managing to stun him for a second. Katara tries to run the, another direction and flies right into the arms of Zuko. I'll save you from the pirates. And note, off Katara's terrified expression, 
We go to the riverbank minutes later. The pirates and Zuko have Katara tied to a plank. Zuko turns to her with an angry stare. Katara squirms to no avail. Tell me where he is and I won't hurt you or your brother. Go jump in the river. All right. Iroh whispers something in Zuko's ear. Zuko switches tacks. Try to understand. I need to capture him to restore something I've lost. My honor. <laughs> I mean, this scene has it all. This scene has it all. He walks behind her so she cannot see him. Perhaps in exchange I can restore something you've lost. He places something around her neck and she looks down at it. My mother's necklace! How did you get this? I didn't steal it, if that's what you're wondering. He takes it off her neck and dangles it in front of her. Tell me where he is. No! The pirate captain steps forward. Top of 21, my wonderful. Get of this necklace garbage. You promised a scroll. Zuko reveals the waterbending scroll. He holds it up and threatens it with a small flame from his palm. I wonder how much money this is worth. Now the pirates all instantly get the message. They back off. A lot, apparently. Now you help me find what I want, and you'll get this back, and everyone goes home happy. Search the woods for the boy and meet me back here. Fine. <laughs> The pirate captain became a petulant teenager just then. <laughs> uh, campsite Aang and Sokka are waking up and stretching. Thank you. Sokka looks to Katara's abandoned sleeping bag. Who's <sighs> Whoa, great. Wow. Uh, <laughs> that, was, that was alarming. <laughs> Do we have... Do we have a where'd she go? Did, I, did that happen? Where, where did she go? There you right. go. <laughs> I don't believe it. Great. What's wrong? <laughs> she took the scroll. She's obsessed with that thing. It's just a matter of time before she gets us all in deep. Just then, the campsite is stormed by sword-wielding pirates. Sokka grabs his club and holds them off as Aang tries to generate an air assault. One of the pirates fires a net at Aang. Not the net! The net! That's what gets him! Every he releases time. his air attack, but it passes right through the net. He becomes fully ensnared. The pirates drag Aang away, leaving Sokka behind. I got him, come on. Oh what, I'm not good enough to kidnap? They fire a net at Sokka, ensnaring him too. They pick him up and drag him away as well. Zuko watches the pirates return with Aang and Sokka. He smiles as he readies the scroll for the handoff. Katara, who's still tied to the plank, sees Aang and smiles. Nice work. Aang, this is all my fault. No, Katara, it isn't. Uh, uh, now, back to back. Yeah, it kind of is. That's my Uncle Iroh? No, that's terrible. <laughs> Next time we'll have an Uncle Iroh. <laughs> Zuko addresses the pirates. Give me the boy. You give us the scroll. You're really going to hand over the avatar for a stupid piece of parchment? I like this. This is like May meets Sokka. <laughs> yes, it is. I love it. The pirate captain turns to his comrades. They murmur amongst themselves. Don't listen to him. He's trying to turn us against each other. Your friend is the Avatar? Sure is. And I'll bet he'll fetch a lot more on the black market than that fancy scroll. Zuko tries to punch Sokka, but the pirates get between them. Shut your mouth, you water-tried peasant! Ooh. Yikes. It's not politically correct to say that anymore. <laughs> Anything. I he doesn't really feel that way, but you know, just came out in a fit of anger. Don't cancel him at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> and then Aang to Sokka. Yeah, Sokka, you really should shut your mouth. 
I'm just saying, it's bad business sense. <laughs> just imagine how much the Fire Lord would pay for the Avatar. You guys would be for life. The pirates converse for a beat. Then they turn and walk toward the pirate ship, partially grounded on a nearby shore. Keep the scroll. We can buy a hundred with that reward we'll get for the kids. You'll regret breaking a deal with me. Oh, and that is the end of the scene, everybody. Thank you guys so much. Thanks, you guys. Corey, Ingrid, Isabel, let's give it up for them. They did a great job. Not to mention all of you who even supplied extra gasps for Katara. The, The sound effects are so great. That was wonderful. Should we do our next scene? Two more scenes, oh, two my more boy. scenes. Oh, my two goodness. Two more scenes. Two more scenes. We are going to do a scene from Jet. Nice. And here's the thing. We were going to have someone read Jet, but then I realized that Dante secretly wishes he I want to play Jet. Jet. Because he's basically Rufio, right? So we had to have Dante read Jet. Jet's bro, yeah. He's, he's like a cousin of Rufio. We'll read Jet as Zuko. You read Jet however you want. I'll just, just, if I did Jet, this is what we're going to do. Great. Sounds great. What's everybody's names? My name is Miranda. Hi, Miranda. I'm JJ. I sound like Emma Stone right now, but yeah. Hi, JJ. I'm Dominique. So we were talking about it before we got up here. (laughs) You were talking about what? How nervous we are. Oh, you're going to Oh, no, you're going to join us. Give them some love. Let's give our dear friends some love. You're going to be wonderful. I mean, I think... I think we might have to have Dominique read Katara because she's really dressed in Water Tribe clothes. We got to have some Korra slash Katara love here. Um, that means that we also need, who do we need, uh, D? We need, a, we need a Sokka and an Aang. We'll do JJ's Aang. JJ's Aang. And then we have Sokka. Okay, let's do it. So this is right after we had, this is basically when we meet Jet for the first time, right? So Sokka was just trying to grab and dispense with a a Fire Nation soldier, but before he can do it, something else happens. So he's seeing a nearby soldier. He readies his boomerang. Give us a battle scream, Sokka. Ah! (laughs) Nervous, schmervous. Before he connects, Jet swoops in and deftly incapacitates the soldier. Aw, hey, he was mine. Gotta be quicker next time. I mean, it does sound a little bit like Zuko. <laughs> a little bit. I mean, they all sound... Yeah, well, let's keep going. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Sokka looks miffed. Katara looks impressed. Hey. Got some Jatara going on. Hi. Are you noticing why we picked all these scenes? (laughs) We had some things in mind. Uh, As they face the battle, ready to fight some more, they see all of the Fire Nation soldiers scattering and fleeing into the woods. Aang rushes over to Jet and Katara. You just took out a whole army almost single-handed. Yeah. Army? They're only like 20 guys. My name is Jet, and these are my freedom fighters. Sneers, Longshot, Smellerby, the Duke, and Pipsqueak. Jet indicates the other members of his gang. Aang looks to the smallest rebel, who is about eight years old. Pipsqueak? That's a funny name. Pipsqueak, who's actually the largest member of the group, answers. 
You think my voice is funny? I mean, my name. <laughs> I mean, you think my name is funny? My voice is not funny. My voice is great. Guitar and Saga look worried for a beat at Aang's faux pas. It's hilarious. All right, help me, help me. Give me your lowest laughs for Pipsqueak. Ready? <laughs> Thank you, friends. All right, we're outside the Fire Nation camp. The Freedom Fighters and the kids are at the Fire Nation campsite. Katara approaches Jet. She is noticeably coy. Um, thanks for saving us, Jet. We're lucky you were there. I should be thanking you. We were waiting to ambush those soldiers all morning. We just needed the right distraction, and you guys just stumbled in. We were relying on instincts. You'll get yourself killed doing that. Sokka is miffed. The Duke and Pipsqueak are standing near some red barrels marked with a symbol for explosives. The Duke picks up a handful of viscous goop and smells it. Hey, Jet, these barrels are filled with blasting jelly. That's a great score. And these boxes are filled with jelly candy. Also good. <laughs> Let's not get those mixed up. We'll take this stuff back to the hideout. You guys have a hideout? Honeycomb hideout. Yeah, you want to see it? <laughs> Yes, we want to see it. Jet smiles at Katara. The kids and Jet's rebels arrive at the hideout with a Fire Nation wagon holding red barrels in tow. Appa follows. The hideout looks like the rest of the forest. We're here. Where? There's nothing here. Hold this. Why? What's this do? Jet gives Sokka a rope with a loop tied to the end. As soon as Sokka grabs hold, he's flung straight up into the trees. Oh, whoa, whoa! Great. He flies out of sight. Aang? I'll get up on my own. Aang, Aang. uses... Oh, airbending to reach Great. the branches and Momo follows. Great. Thank you. <laughs> now he stole your line. He stole your line. I'm happy about it. I'm totally comfortable with it. And then I say, grab a hold of me, Katara. Katara does so. Jet uses the rope loop as a foothold, and they ascend at a more reasonable pace up the tree. That is all it says. I just want everyone to know. You know that whole moment, right? That's just like a dream sequence I know. of like the beautiful blur. Like the animators and the director were just like, okay, we're gonna flesh this out a little bit. Because <laughs> then the script just says like, and then they go up. And then Katara and Jet reach the branches, and we see Jet's treetop hideout for the first time. The hideout is an amazing hidden base of really awesome treehouses connected by zip lines, ladders, and rope bridges. Nice place you got. Aang grabs onto a zip line and whizzes away through the trees. Momo follows, quickly leaping from branch to branch. Let's get some Momo uh, enjoying himself. Yeah! Yes. Uh, okay, great. Jet and Katara walk along a rope bridge following Pipsqueak and the gang. A disgruntled Sokka walks a few paces behind. It's beautiful up here. It's beautiful, and more importantly, the Fire Nation can't find us. Hmm, ironic. <laughs> they would love to find you, wouldn't they, Jet? It's not gonna happen, Smeller B. Why does the Fire Nation want to find you? I guess you could say I've been causing them a little trouble. See, they took over a nearby Earth Kingdom town a few years back. <clears throat> We've been ambushing their troops, cutting off their supply lines, and doing anything we can to mess with them. One day, we'll drive the Fire Nation out of here for good and free that town. That's so brave. Oh. Yeah, nothing's braver than a guy in a treehouse. <laughs> <laughs> Don't pay any attention to my brother. No problem. He probably had a rough day. 
So you all live here? That's right. Long shot over there, his town got burned down by the Fire Nation. We found the Duke trying to steal our food. I don't think he ever really had a home. What about you? The Fire Nation killed my parents. Oh. Just let's let that sit out there. I know, I know, I know the Fire Nation did some bad things. (laughs) We know that. I was only eight years old. That day changed me forever. Sokka and I lost our mother to the Fire Nation. We know, Katara, we know. (laughs) I'm so sorry, Katara. I'm so... Sorry. Yeah, it does say Jet looks at her with sympathy and understanding. I'm sorry. (laughs) Now everybody is having a rowdy feast. Jet's walking on the table that people are eating off of. He lifts his glass and begins an inspiring toast. Today we struck another blow against the Fire Nation swine. Everyone cheers. I got a special joy from the look on one of the soldiers' face when the Duke dropped down his helmet and rode him like a wild hog monkey. Now, the Fire Nation thinks they don't have to worry about a couple of kids hiding in the trees. There's an awkward silence as Jet waits for a response. Maybe they're right. Boo! Or maybe they're dead wrong. Yeah! He takes a seat next to Katara. Hey, Jet, nice speech. Thanks. By the way, I was really impressed with you and Aang. That was some great bending I saw out there today. Well, he's great. He's the Avatar. I could use some more training. Avatar, huh? Very nice. Thanks, Jet. So, I might know a way that you and Aang can help our struggle. Tara and Aang seem interested that Sokka interjects. Unfortunately, we have to leave. Tonight. Jet turns his charm on Sokka. Sokka, you're kidding me. I needed you for a very important mission tomorrow. What mission? We're going to blow up a town. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, guys. (laughs) Thank you, thank you, wonderful friends. Thank you so much. Wonderful job. It is time for our last Last scene. scene. We are doing uh, some stuff from uh, The Storm. The Storm. Where we find out... A little more about Prince Zuko and what happened to him. Right. What's your guys' names? Uh, my name's Riley. Riley? Gabriel. Gabriel? Gabriel. Riley and Gabriel, wonderful. So, how you want to cast this? You, you, do, you do it. Okay. Um, Gabriel, you're going to play Uncle Iroh. Score. Nice. <laughs> and Riley, you're playing Lieutenant G. And, and the Sinister General. And the Sinister Ooh. Okay. Yes, indeed. We're going flashback, baby. Flashback. I'm going to play Zuko. <laughs> and Janet, you're going you're gonna to play the old general. Yeah, I, this old general has one line, so I'll just take care of that. All right, okay. we're on Zuko's boat. Uncle Iroh stands out on the deck, and Zuko is nearby. It's the same kind of beautiful day the kids were experiencing. Same formation of squawking geese fly by. Uncle's nostrils widen, and he inhales deeply. Squawking geese? Squawking geese. <laughs> One one of the geese died. There's a storm coming, a big one. You're out of your mind, Uncle. The weather's perfect. There's not a cloud in sight. A storm is approaching from the north. 
I suggest we alter our course and head southwest. We know the Avatar is traveling northward, so we'll do the same. Prince Zuko, consider the safety of the crew. The safety of the crew doesn't matter. Zuko realizes one of his men, Lieutenant G, has just come on deck and overheard this. It's awkward for a moment, then Zuko marches up to Lieutenant G and looks him in the eye. Finding the Avatar is far more important than any individual's safety. Oof. Zuko enters the ship. Uncle turns to Lieutenant G, who is miffed. He doesn't mean that. He's just all worked up. And we're on the boat. Uncle, Lieutenant G, and a few of the men are back on the deck. When Zuko comes back out, the skies are definitely growing darker. Huh. It looks like your uncle was right about the storm after all. Lucky guess. Uncle tries to signal G that he should let this drop, but it's too late. Zuko gets in G's face. Lieutenant, you'd better learn some respect, or I'll teach it to you. He turns to leave. Uncle again signals G to keep quiet, but... What do you know about respect? Zuko stops in his tracks, but doesn't turn around. The way you talk to everyone around here, from your hard-working crew into your esteemed uncle, shows you know nothing about respect. You don't care about anyone but yourself. Then again, what should I expect from a spoiled prince? Oof, Zuko turns around. (laughs) His eyes narrow to a fierce glare at Lieutenant G. He marches towards him. When Zuko reaches him, the other man stand up behind G. It is clear that if Zuko throws a blow, it will be mutiny. Easy now. But neither Zuko or G back down, and neither breaks his stare. Suddenly, they both begin attack moves. But before the blows land, Uncle gets between them and skillfully stops both moves at the root. Yes, he does. Nice. Enough. We're all a bit tired from being at sea so long. I'm sure after a bowl of noodles, everyone will feel much better. G turns his back and walks away. I don't need your help keeping order on my ship, Uncle. Uncle puts his hands on Zuko's shoulders, but he shrugs them off and walks away. Ugh. And Iroh's feelings are hurt. <laughs> it's raining outside. Lieutenant G and a few other men are sitting at a table near the furnace, drinking and grumbling. Let's get some other men grumbling. <laughs> I love you guys so much. <laughs> I'm sick of taking his orders, and I'm tired of chasing his avatar. I mean, who does Zuko think he is? We hear a voice. Do you really want to know? And Uncle's in the doorway. General Iroh, we were just... It's okay. Mind if I join you? Of course, sir. Sits down. (laughs) With them. I just pantomime sitting, by the way. (laughs) Wonderful. Thank you, Gabriel. (laughs) Try to understand my nephew. He's a complicated young man. He has been through much. So we're going into the flashback. A number of important-looking Fire Nation generals and admirals enter the war planning chamber. Prince Zuko, age 14, slightly younger-looking, different hair, no scar, tries to enter but is stopped by a guard, and Zuko protests. Let me in! Tries to push past him, but the guard grabs him. Uncle Iroh comes in and intervenes. Prince Zuko, what's wrong? I want to go into the war chamber, but the guard won't let me pass. You're not missing anything. Trust me, these meetings are dreadfully boring. If I'm going to rule this nation one day, don't you think I need to start learning as much as I can? Hmm. Very well, but you must promise not to speak. These old folks are a bit sensitive, you know. He's excited. Thank you, Uncle. Iroh brings him in past the guard. 
He's so nice. He's so innocent. <laughs> Those were the days. I know, but let's, who, guess who let him in that, that meeting? Now, hold on. I'm just saying. I love now Uncle you, Hold on. Hold on a second. No. <laughs> this is All right. So we're in the meeting. A sinister general is in the middle of describing his plans, possibly indicating a map that shows troop movements. The Earth Kingdom defenses are concentrated here. A dangerous battalion of their strongest earthbenders and fiercest warriors. So I am recommending the 41st Division. All right. Old general. But the 41st is entirely new recruits. How do you expect them to defeat a powerful Earth Kingdom battalion? <laughs> I don't. <laughs> They'll be used as a distraction while we mount an attack from the rear. What better to use as bait than fresh meat? Zuko looks around the room to see if other officers... Yes, they're nodding in approval. He can't believe no one's objecting to this. He stands up. You can't sacrifice an entire division like that. Those soldiers love and defend our nation. How can you betray them? There is a very sharp, very awkward silence as everyone stares at Zuko. And then back in the present, Uncle says, Zuko was right, you see, but it was not his place to speak out. And there were <clears throat> dire consequences. Everybody looks very enthralled as Uncle Iroh continues. After Zuko's outburst in the meeting, the Fire Lord became very angry with him. He said that Prince Zuko's challenge of the general was an act of complete disrespect, and there was only one way to resolve this. Agni Kai, a fire duel. That's right. Zuko looked upon the old general he had insulted and declared that he was not afraid, but Zuko misunderstood. And we go into the Agni Kai chamber. We see Zuko in the chamber kneeling his back to his opponent. The other generals and soldiers are gathered to watch the duel. When he turned to face his opponent, he was surprised to see it was not the general. As he turns around. Zuko had spoken out against the general's plan, but by doing so in the Fire Lord's war room, it was the Fire Lord whom he had disrespected. Zuko would have to duel his own father. Fear washes over Zuko's face as we see he is shocked and upset. And we will leave it there with many thanks to Riley Gabriel, and Gabriel. Riley, thank you so Fantastic much. Fantastic work. Thank you. Thank you all the actors today. You guys were amazing. Thank you guys so thank much. Thank you all the actors. Thank you, thank you. I hope you guys enjoyed that as much as we did. That was so exciting. And you guys did such great jobs doing some extra sounds for us. This is, I'm so excited to hear the podcast episode. It's amazing. It's going to be so fun. We do have a little bit more time. We thought maybe it would be fun to just do a couple more things that could involve our wonderful buddies here live and in person with us. We do have... Some trivia. Some trivia. With yes. uh, some prizes. Yes. And the way the wonderful folks at San Diego Comic-Con like to do it is they have given us tickets. We are going to pick at random some stuff. We have one, two, three, four. We have five prizes and five trivia questions. Right. So if we pick your ticket, you stand up. We're going to ask you the trivia. If you get it right, you get a prize. Yeah. All right. Here we Here go. We go. First, the first person we have is ticket number 602411. 602411, where are you? 602411. Over. Where are you? Here. Hi. Stand up. Stand, Hi, stand up. up. How are you doing? What's your name? What's your name? Alex. Hi, Alex. Here's a question for you, Alex. Okay, Alex, this is a question about Lord Ozai. 
and these are hard, by the way. So we love you all. Perhaps more people will get chances. Let's get a nice collectible. We what like political group was formed in Ozai's honor? What political group was formed in Ozai's honor? Alex, do you know the name of that political group? Um, I'm going to guess like a Phoenix Society? What'd you say? Phoenix? I don't know. I'm guessing. Okay. Gosh, that was so close. So close. I thought I that too. I don't think you said it. Yeah. What is it? Like a Phoenix Lord Society? I think we might have to move on. I'm, oh, I okay. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, it's, it's no, it's so different. close. It's so close. Does so, anyone? Yeah. Uh, let's okay, take another chat. Oh, Alex. Right, thank you, Alex. Alex, we love you, Alex. This is awful. If I can interject for just a second. Yes. If we want to ask the question, and if you guys want to raise your hands if you know the answer, and I Great. will pick John, the person. John, thank you. All right, there no you go. No problem. Okay, you go pick someone. Uh, da, 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 da. Yes. You, ma'am. Yep. That is correct. The answer is the new Ozai Society. Okay, good. There is your Ozai figure. Congratulations. What's your name? Angelique, congratulations. You, Angelique. Okay, next one. Quick, uh, quick, pick a number, my friend. No, or do we're not even doing numbers? We're just doing hands. Oh, great, great. So uh, this is for an Azula figure. What family member was Azula named after, and how are they related? Green face mask. Your hand shot up right away. Good job, good job. Excellent, excellent. Okay, next question is for a Zuko diorama. A Zuko diorama. What, this is very hard. What was the name of the Ember Island play that Zuko and Azula would watch and then reenact? We already have hands up. I'm so Here, impressed. The name know. of the play. You. Love Amongst the Dragons. Love Amongst the Dragons. Oh my goodness, good job. Great. Oh my gosh, congratulations. That was my favorite Enjoy. play ever. I'm gonna go to the back now. <laughs> All right, four. Last question? Uh, one more after this. Oh, one more after this, okay. But this is for Aang. This is for an Aang figure. Name two of the four relics Aang chose that proved he was the Avatar. Yeah, guys. That's right, slow Ma hands. See some slow hands, hands going. I got one, I got one. Here we go, Jonathan Jonathan's got some going on. It. He's on it. It was. Um, one of those paddle toys, yes. with drum paddle, and a bison figurine. Bison whistle. Oof, there is no. a bison whistle in the lore, but it's not one of the four it's not relics. Not one of the relics, not one oh, of the relics. Darling, I'm sorry. Sorry, someone, someone else? Can I say the paddle again? Yeah, and you can say the paddle. Also, <laughs> a toy turtle? A turtle. That's Clay correct. turtle is that's correct. correct. That is right. My friend, you have won the Aang. And then our final one is a, a jacket that was sent to me. It has Uncle Iroh on it. It's brand new. The tags are still on it, but I just thought it would be a fun gift to bring. So um, this is for the Iroh jacket, and I do need a singing response. Please complete this song. I will begin for you. Winter, spring, summer and fall. Winter, spring, summer and fall. All right. Three long years. Something, something, something. <laughs> Who's next? Yo, me. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Four seasons, 
Summer and fall, four seasons. Summer and fall. So close. Beautiful. Spring, oh, it's spring and so summer. Close. Uh, all right, Just all right. One more. You, sir. Start him off again one time. Start him off again so one more time. Winter, spring, summer, and fall. Winter, spring, summer, and fall. Four seasons for love. Four seasons for love. Um, you won! Great work, my friend. Oh my gosh, everyone, this has been so much fun. I hope you had a good time. Dee, did you have a good time? Yeah, I had a great time. It's great seeing everybody. Thank you guys so much for Thank hanging out for with hanging us and being with a part us. of this. Oh, we love you guys. It's so great to see everybody. Have a great rest of the con. Special edition style. Have a great rest of San Diego Comic Con, you guys. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to Avatar Braving the Elements. And hey, make sure to subscribe, follow, leave us a review. All of that really helps the podcast so much. And we love you guys. Next week on Braving the Elements, we're recapping Avatar Day with the beloved voice behind the cabbage merchant, James C. My cabbages! You can follow me on social media at the JV Club on Instagram and at Janet Varney on Twitter. We'll see you next Tuesday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.